This is episode number 567 for Meteorological Monday, October 2nd, 2023. Mile marker 233. Welcome to Weather Jazz. Yep, it's Monday. And this is a world audience podcast about anything and everything. Weather, science, earth science, and on Open Line Fridays, typically a whole lot more. And oh yeah, I've got something planned for the end of this week. You will not want to miss it. I am the host and the creator of the Weather Jazz Podcast, on Bird Bernier, and I am the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. So we're getting very close to the point of explaining a few things very, very soon right here on Weather Jazz. You see, for the last couple of weeks, you've been hearing something about a mile marker. And if you've noticed, those mile markers are going down, not up. It depends on which direction you're going into or out of a state as to whether or not the mile markers go up or down. For instance, if I drove to the east on Interstate 90, the minute I hit the New York-Pennsylvania line going into New York, the mile markers ramp up. They start as something, I want to say it's somewhere around 481 or 479, somewhere in there. And as I drive to the east, towards Buffalo, towards Syracuse, towards Albany, New York, they go down and eventually would end up at zero when you actually pushed south towards New York City. Now, the demarcations of every single interstate are a little different, dependent on the state. But suffice to say, as you are traveling the interstate system in any particular state, you will either be counting up or down the number of miles as they pass by. So that is the context that we'll have to understand going forward. And once again, I will have Bill Martin the former Fox 8 News anchorman who's now retired in Florida, he's going to join me this Friday to unveil the mystery of these mile markers and why in the world they're starting to show up, of all places, in weather jazz. Well, let's talk about this beautiful weather system that we've got going on many, many times in the month of September and perhaps even early October since we're now officially in October, October the 2nd, weather systems, high-pressure systems in particular, in the Ohio Valley tend to move pretty slowly, and this is one of them. I am looking at the visible satellite photo right now, and I can say with great definition and with great confidence that it's a Nackett's day across virtually the entire state, not only here in Ohio, but I'm sporting virtually nackets in West Virginia, Kentucky, Indiana, Illinois, Iowa, in Wisconsin, and also Michigan. And just in case we have a listener from Southern Canada, Ontario, Southern Ontario, also in the nackets category. Now, temperatures right now, as of this recording, 
just before the two o'clock hour were pushing pretty close to 80. So it would not surprise me to see the eventual high temperature that comes in. Hopkins Airport, Akron, Canton Airport, and points west already in the 80s to see highs of at least 80, if not a little bit warmer. So I thought we'd take a little bit of time today to talk about the record high temperatures at this time of year in October, the first week of October. Are we close to the record, given the fact that we're pushing past 80, which incidentally would be at least 10 degrees above normal? So is this in record territory? And the answer with great definition and clarity, at least early on in this process, is no, not even close. The high temperature, the highest temperature ever received or seen, Hopkins Airport at this time of year, was on October the 1st. That was back in 2019. So that's a relatively recent record. So the high temperature on October the 1st, 2019, 93 That is, in fact, the highest temperature ever received in the month of October in any year. But the record highs for each particular date beyond that begins to go down. We typically have 80s. Now, there's only one other time, and I believe it was in the 1960s, that we had a high of 90. That was on October the 6th. Aside from that, all of the record highs this week, basically mid to upper 80s. I'll go through them here and now, but also, if you are in the Cleveland market, you may want to tune in to Fox 8 News at 6, in particular, right around the 6.15 hour. I'm going to share some of these numbers up on the screen and kind of give you a visual representation of what we're looking at in terms of high temperatures, record highs, for each of the first four days of October and where we are anticipating being. Now, we're going to be, oh, within a handful of degrees of the record for today. The record for today, October 2nd, 86 degrees. That was set back way back in 1919, 86 degrees. The record high for tomorrow, a little beefier, 89 degrees. That was set back in 1953. And on October the 4th, we had a record high of 88 degrees set back in 1951. Aside from that 2019 record high for October 1st of 93, most of these records occur in years that were even way before I was born. I was born in 1959. So the records that we had on October 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, I never saw. I wasn't around yet in history. Now, a great follow-up question is, well, what is the very latest 80-degree high temperature that we have ever seen at Hopkins Airport? And that was on November the 1st, November 1st, 1950. Here's again a date which is in the 1950s. We had a lot of record highs and lows in the 1950s. It was a decade of extremes. But on November 1st, 1950, the high was 80, and that was the very latest in the season that Hopkins Airport ever saw an 80-degree high temperature. Well, let's take it one step further, and let's go for the latest 70-degree high temperature. When did that occur? The latest 70-degree high is more recent, 2015. That's only eight years ago. 
And that was on December the 12th. We hit 70 degrees. That is and now stands as the latest date on which Hopkins Airport reached 70 degrees. Most of the record highs beyond that, basically in the 60s. There are a few days where the record high is still in the 50s, not too many of those. And perhaps as we go deeper into the winter, we'll talk a little bit more about that so that you can jot some of those things down if you want, if you keep those kinds of weather notes and a weather diary handy. I can tell you this much. With this pattern, the current pattern that we are seeing, we'll enjoy temperatures like this in the low 80s for the next couple of days. And we'll be a handful of degrees just under the record high. Again, the record high today, 86. I don't think we'll see that. 89, definitely will not see that tomorrow. However, we'll at least be in the low 80s. And on Wednesday, it's entirely possible that we will also see low 80s with a record high of 88. Again, comfortably away from these records, there's a very little, if any, chance that we're going to establish new record high temperatures this week. But is this above normal? Oh, yes. In fact, the average daytime high will sneak under 70 here in the next day or two. And that means categorically we should be in the 60s for highs, upper 60s granted. But here we are in early October enjoying temperatures over 80. But that's not uncommon, incidentally. It is not uncommon to see a temperature in the first week of October to, in fact, hit 80 degrees. Enjoy it because uh, these days will be fading along with the fading amount of uh, daylight. Certainly you have noticed that. Now that we flip the calendar over to the month of October, we're starting to see it looking a little bit darker right around the 7 p.m. hour. And uh, that's going to change rapidly, too. But some people like that. Some people like the coziness of this time of year. Of course, it does help that as we approach Thanksgiving and Christmas, that uh, the lights, the Christmas lights, the holiday festivity lights will all be given some room to glow and show off there and strut their stuff here in the coming months. Now, before I let you go, I've got one weather jazz question from Tim. And Tim is from Litchfield. And uh, he gave me permission to use this question on the air. Now, I'm still mulling over the answer. So the answer is not coming today. But I wanted to let you know that I got this question and it is a fascinating and a very appropriate one as we begin to eye the potential of winter coming on strong. So Tim says, I have a weather question. I'm wanting to put up a snow fence this year to help with the drifting snow in my driveway. And what I'm reading, it says to install in front of the prevailing winds, but I'm not sure from which directions those would come from. I'm in Litchfield. My driveway runs east-west. Should I put it on the south side or the north side? Or do you think both? Great question. And because of the complexity of this question, I'm having to mull things over just a little bit. The reason I say that is it would be a lot easier to let you know where to put the snow fence on a driveway that ran north-south. 
because the prevailing winds are typically from the west or southwest. If you look at the windrows in Cleveland, that would uh, certainly assist in putting that snow fence where it needs to be. But the fact that in this case, we have a driveway which is situated east and west. It's a little more complicated, and the answer may come only with a few questions that may come up. Again, I'm mulling things over, and I'm examining the options, and we will answer this question right here on Weather Jazz coming up in a future episode. Not that we're looking forward to any kind of snowy winter or anything, but as Dick Goddard used to say, well, we are going to see snow this winter. It's inevitable, even in a modest amount. We certainly had some very low, low numbers here in the last seven years. Last year, particularly low, it was less than half the normal. We'll have to see what we end up with during our winter weather outlook, and that will be at the end of October and early November. So that wraps things up on this Meteorological Monday. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Help me to spread the word, as always. Inside your sphere of influence, that's important to me, whether it's by email or over the fence, eyeball to eyeball, or social media, any way possible. Let folks know that you enjoy Weather Jazz. And just like Tim, if you have a question, you can easily reach me. Just go to weatherjazz at yahoo.com, send me an email. You can also do so by calling the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect Line. I love to hear your voice. And you can do so. Leave me a voicemail at 234-525-5888. What was that mile marker again? Mile marker 233. Indeed. Hey, we'll catch you on Wednesday right here on Weather Jazz. Weather and science across the globe. Jazz